everybody, and welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint, your host, and we begin with the story of Andrew Cuomo and his sexual abuse allegations. Have you heard about it? Have you heard about those allegations? Well, if you watch NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, or MSNBC, chances are you have not heard about it because they haven't carried any stories about it. Larry Elder put this up on his Instagram account this morning. World News Tonight with David Muir. No coverage of the sexual harassment claims against Andrew Cuomo. Same deal with NBC's Nightly News with Lester Holt. No coverage. CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. No coverage. Maybe the next time Nora is on with Stephen Colbert and they're yucking it up about some idiotic thing, maybe he would ask her about it. But I doubt that. Because Trump's out of office, so they don't, everything's hunky-dory. CNN, no coverage. MSLSD, no coverage of Cuomo's sexual harassment claims of staffer, former staffer. This I can't think of her first name. Boyland claims that he kissed her, had all these unwanted advances. No coverage in the media. They're afraid for whatever reason. Any story that's detrimental to any Democrat is just glossed over. How about Joe Biden, our president? When he was a candidate, he took this this tone that he, when he was asked about COVID, he was going to ride in on his white horse and he was going to crush COVID. He said, I, would, I, will, I will shut down the virus if elected. Well, he was elected, allegedly, and he's not shut down the virus. Now, it's not his fault. 100,000 Americans have died since he was sworn in a month ago, month and a half, whatever it's been, five weeks. Nearly 100,000 Americans have died, according to new stats from the John Hopkins Coronavirus Resource Center. Based on the center's numbers, as of Saturday, 99,763 U.S. residents died since Biden took office. He was going to ride in and just crush the virus. It's not his fault that these people have, have passed on, but it wasn't Trump's fault either. They blamed every death on Donald Trump and his policies, his uh, unwillingness to act more quickly, and his battles with Fauci, who's a phony. That's how it goes. If you're a Democrat, you get a free pass in the, in the, in the media. Another uh, lockdown governor, we mentioned Cuomo, this Gavin Newsom Newsom out in California. There's a recall election process underway that would topple Newsom, and it's getting closer to becoming a reality. Former San Diego Mayor Kevin Falconer, according to this report here from the Western Journal, says that a groundswell of anger is transforming California politics. People are, we realize it. They're angry, they're frustrated. And he mentioned California families. Well, you don't have to be a member of a family. I mean, you could be an individual and be angry about it. But he's running to replace Newsom, this falconer. Now, I mean, he's a conservative, allegedly, a California conservative, which means he's probably like a John Boehner type Republican. But as of last week, a petition to recall Newsom had garnered 1.7, nearly 1.7 million signatures. That's far above the 1.5 million needed. So these organizers of this movement have said they will continue gathering signatures on the petitions to hold a recall vote through the March 17th deadline, just to account for any invalid signatures that are collected. And we've all heard about the invalid signatures based on the November presidential election. Also from the Western Journal, these are stories you're not going to hear, certainly on the network newscasts. The Southern Poverty Law Center, it's a notoriously liberal, I, I, I won't say progressive, there's nothing progressive about this group. They are a hate group. And if any group is, is predominantly white and conservative, Christian, they'll, they'll deem you a hate group. Anyway, they've issued a detailed explanation as to why the group is easing up on 
anti-LGBT, misogynistic, and anti-Semitic rhetoric from black separatist groups, because we know that black separatists cannot possibly hold these views. Despite all the, the hate these uh, so-called black separatist groups openly preach, Equity Through Accuracy, Changes to Our Hate Map, published by the SPLC's Intelligence Project. Talk about a misnomer there. Uh, the SPLC, which is, as I mentioned, a liberal activist group, came under criticism two years back, even in a New Yorker magazine report. Now, the New Yorker magazine is a hard-left publication. And the New Yorker claims that this group, the SPLC, scams liberal donors out of money, and they have an ideological bias in how it designates hate groups and hate ideology. Let's face it, liberals are just, they're, they're dumb. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I think liberals have this, uh, for all their education, a lot of these folks are educated, but God has not blessed them with the powers of discernment. They are unable or, or unwilling to think logically. So the report explained at length the SPLC's decision to assuage black separatists from the designation of hate groups while still firmly and explicitly denouncing the problematic values the groups espouse. They're anti-Semitic, anti-LGBT, they're misogynistic. You get the idea. In Kentucky, a Lexington police officer, black officer, was fired early this week for leaking inside information about police to a Black Lives Matter protest leader. The Lexington Fayette Urban County Council announced after a nine-hour hearing and two hours of deliberations, it had sided with Lexington Police Chief Lawrence Weathers in his recommendation to fire Officer Jervis Middleton. Middleton convicted on two of the three charges against him. He's accused of funneling information to Sarah Williams, a quote-unquote friend of his, who was also leader of weeks of protests over the death of Breonna Taylor. And Middleton claims the information he disclosed did not jeopardize the safety of any other officers. You know, most of these protesters, I'm going to venture a guess, most of these people protesting last summer had never heard of Breonna Taylor, in my, in my estimation. McDonald's executives will have bonuses cut if they hire too many white men for top positions. Western Journal, Jack Davis has written a piece, Race and Gender and Hiring, Two Keys to Financial Success if you're a top McDonald's executive. According to a press release on the McDonald's website, it says that part of the bonuses awarded to top company executives will be based on their efforts to, quote, hire women in what the company terms historically underrepresented groups for top corporate positions. I, I would ask, whatever happened to promoting people uh, based on merit? promoting the best qualified. I could read you the rest of the press release. It wouldn't matter. But the company has clear goals. By the end of 2025, 35% of the people in jobs that are at the level of senior director and above will be from underrepresented groups. Let's say it for what it is, blacks and Hispanics. That metric was at 29% last year, according to the company. As for women, the company has set a target of having 45% of jobs at the level of senior director and above be women, that number 37% as of last year. They want full parity. They're seeking to achieve full gender parity within 10 years. You know, I'll never eat at McDonald's again. Not that I ate at McDonald's that much anyway, but I think I'll just go to Wendy's if I feel like a, a fast food burger or, you know, Burger King. 
All right. Uh, the Indiana House of Representatives voted this week to repeal a state law that requires residents to purchase a license or permit in order to purchase a handgun. In other words, according to the Daily Caller Foundation, I love the headline, State House pulls trigger on packing heat without a license. Why should you need a license? Well, to prove your proficiency, I guess. House bill, this is, an in, again, Indiana's... Uh, if passed by the Senate, the House bill is 1369. It would allow a person to buy and carry a handgun without a state license or permit in Indiana. The bill would still prohibit certain offenders from obtaining and carrying a handgun as it should. The bill passed the House 6531. Can you imagine that kind of a bill passing in the uh, assembly here in New York State? I work for the assembly, as I've mentioned countless times. State uh, Assembly Republican Conference. Can you imagine that kind of a bill passing the democratically controlled Assembly and, and Senate? If it passes the Senate and the governor signs it, it's law in Indiana. You don't need a license or a permit to buy a handgun. You shouldn't need what? Criminals don't have permits or, hand, or uh, licenses. So you may be wondering about your stimulus check, the latest one. I guess uh, we're going to get $600 per adult. I... I Read somewhere it's maybe 3600 We don't know about the exact amount of the stimulus. And I'd like to know where this money is coming from because it's not coming from the government. They're doling it out. But they don't have any money. The government has no money. That's why it's got a, a printing press. It just prints money it needs. The money is coming from the top 1%, the despised business owners, wealth creators in America. That's where it's coming from. Where's this? I mean, that's not my money. I'm going to get the stimulus money, and if I were truly principled, I, I would send it back. But the upper classes, again, are su supplying this, this stimulus money. There were 286 amendments sought by Republicans for this nearly $2 trillion so-called COVID stimulus plan. The Dems accepted only two of those 286 amendments. So much for unity. It's unbelievable. Jason Smith's a Republican from Missouri. He serves as the Republican leader of the House Budget Committee. He said basically this, uh, this $1.9 trillion package is a liberal wish list. So little of the funds are actually going to fight the effects of COVID-19. Less than 9% of this nearly $2 trillion is allocated for COVID health spending. 5% marked to fund the extra needs at schools amid the pandemic. So why is it that this package spends more than 25%, according to the Congressional Budget Office, on items that kill millions of jobs? That's really what Democrats want to do. Everything they want to spend money on is detrimental to American businesses, to American workers, to America, period. Unbelievable. Nancy Pelosi plugged in a $200 million earmark for an underground tunnel in San Francisco. For employees of Silicon Valley, the, le the left-wing, you know, Facebook employees out there, it's a bailout to special interest groups. That's all that. That's all it ever is. One percent of the Democratic uh, Democrats' plan goes to vaccines. One percent. Only about five percent of its K through 12 funding would even go out this fiscal year. It's a liberal wish list, and we're paying the tab for it. So it appears we're getting money and people, you know, are waiting in their waiting for their checks in the mailbox or direct deposit or whatever. But, you know, something we're paying for it. It's out of coming out of one pocket and going into another. I just found this Governor Cuomo story, the sexual harassment uh, allegations by a former uh, aide, Lindsay Boyland, former deputy secretary for economic development, special advisor to the governor. 
And uh, the governor said, hey, let's play strip poker. This is what he said, according to Boylan, on a flight from an event in October 2017. Of course, his people are denying it. Unwanted kisses. She also alleges that shortly before the governor's incident that made her feel uncomfortable, Stephanie Benton, director of the governor's offices, told her in an email that the governor suggested she look up images of Lisa Shields, his rumored former girlfriend, Cuomo's former girlfriend, because we could be sisters, and told Boylan that she was the better-looking sister. Of course, the governor and his people deny all this, as you would expect. We're running out of time here. I want one more story on the governor. He's got a, a slew of problems. His administration, according to the New York Post, got swindled trying to buy millions of dollars of Chinese medical gear amid the coronavirus crisis. And he's been forced to hire a law firm in Hong Kong in a bid to recoup the taxpayer money. And that taxpayer money is lost, according to the Post. Unbelievable. This guy is, and he writes a book on leadership. It's <laughs> Unbelievable. We've got to run. Hey, you're listening to this program, by the way. If you are hearing it, you're hearing it on the BMG network. And if you want to get in touch with me directly, you can go to Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the BMGnetwork.com, all lowercase. And if you're thinking of starting a podcast like this one, maybe you've been thinking about it for a time now but haven't been able to get started, it's easy. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Not only that, but Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a whole lot more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout? Get your message out to the world. All you have to do is follow the link in this show's notes and get started now. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they will give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, Pac-Man, patriotic American citizen, Ted Flint, sent you Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. And we'll launch another one soon, if the good Lord wills it. Thank you very much, folks, for listening. Again, go to the bmgnetwork.com for this show and all the other fine shows we have on there for you. And if the Lord wills it, we'll talk to you real soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. <laughs>